<clears throat> Welcome to the TB Toy Cast, where Travis and Brian talk all things toys from the past, the present, and the future. Ugh, that's all we need, another podcast where a bunch of nerds talk about toys. Enjoy the show! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time once again for the TB Toy Cast. My name is Brian, and joining me as always on this adventure down the toy aisle is my good friend Travis. Travis, it is episode 64. Are you ready to talk some toys? Absolutely. It has been too long. It has been. Um, last week, we want to uh, throw a shout out to Daniel Cross, who filled in. Uh, appreciate it always, and it's always cool to have different voices on here. Um, and one of the, the, the toy line that got picked to, to be the main event for this week, I think you will enjoy Travis cause we've covered series one. We are now covering series two and that is the Simpsons from playmates. Um, man, last time was really fun because we had Jeff from fully posable joining us. Um, but sadly we couldn't get Jeff this time. That's kind of unfortunate. Yeah, that guy's a jerk. <laughs> Surprise! Wait a minute, <laughs> that guy's a prick. <laughs> yeah, we, Jeff, we had to have you back on to cover Simpsons Playmates series two. I, I feel like that's like anytime we cover Simpsons, we have to get Jeff on. Uh, this uh-huh. was such an underrated toy line. I know you're a huge Simpsons fan. Um, you seemed yeah. really excited to talk about him last time. What are your What are your thoughts on on the Simpsons figures to to talk about series two? Oh, I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm always excited to talk about uh, Simpsons figures because they were such a big collection of mine in 99, 2000, 2001. Sure. And then when I moved out of the parents' house, you, it got to be time to slow down and really focus on stuff such as wrestling figures only. Yeah. So, so anyways, adulting kind of came into play on that one. Timing is everything, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Travis, what do you, what are your thoughts? What do you remember about the Simpsons line from playmates? Um, I remember it just seemed almost like every, I'd say three, four months quarterly that the, a new series would come out. And Mm -hmm. then as each new series came out, um, I just remember you'd get one or two, of your of your main people, but then it's like, wow, they're already doing deep cuts on series two and series three, and then like it's right around this time, series two and series three, where they started uh, cranking out the like Toy Fair exclusives or the yep. Wizard exclusives, or uh, I think you know, I think maybe Kmart had an exclusive and EB have an exclusive, but like the popularity of this line started ramping up. And with that came the, you know, what every, almost every toy line in the late eighties and nineties had you, your mail away exclusives, your, you know, San Diego comic-con exclusives would come out and, uh, it, it just, uh, was crazy at how fast that, that this ramped up. Mm-hmm. It really was yeah. crazy. There was so much in this line. Yeah, go ahead, Jeff. Oh, I was just going to say it was, it was like the first series hit and then it 
like Travis just said, it was like every quarter something was hitting. And then on top of that, you had the play sets. Yes. The place, the play sets started hitting. So it, it didn't feel like there was a lull at any point when you first started collecting these because it felt like there was always something to collect regarding the Simpsons playmates. I remember buying a couple of figures early on and I'll be honest, like I like play sets, but I feel like play sets become like when we're, when you're talking real estate in your home, that's, that's kind of a big thing with play sets. It's like, there's so many and this mm-hmm. line in particular had so many and all of them had an exclusive figure. So that really kind of took you like, Oh, I, you know, I have to get the living room. Cause that's the only way to get a regular Marge. I have to get, yep. Um, you know, like the Krusty the Clown set because that's Sideshow Mel. Like there was only certain ways. I think Principal Skinner came with the school, you know, and so on. So that was the only way to get certain characters. And so it was just – this to me was like the first line that I remember really giving me like strong anxiety of like – you know, <laughs> That's you know a great I mean? way. Yeah. It's <laughs> like you can't get them all, so you just have to stop. And I feel like what was that being a cool thing about it is also a bad thing about it. I feel like Funko did the same thing. Like when you start doing all these exclusives, if you're a completionist, it's almost impossible unless that's only Mm -hmm. the only thing you do. And then I think ultimately what happens like with me and Funko or me in this line, you just get out completely. Yeah. The best thing about the Simpsons playmates is they were a good price. Cause if I'm not mistaken, they were what four, four 99, five 99. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So they were they were fairly cheap. So the first series was six six figures, mm-hmm. and you can get them for thirty bucks. So it was it was like fairly cheap to collect them all. The bad thing is is as we had just mentioned, there was so much coming out that thirty bucks becomes sixty, sixty becomes ninety. Mm-hmm. Then you got the play uh, excuse me the play sets, and then it just really started to add up. Oh yeah, yeah, it, and that's the the scary table that when it turns like that it's like oh my god because i think the play sets were 20 weren't they yeah i want to say they were 20 yeah they were 20 and so 20 to 24 if you had to go to kb because they would sell Mm -hmm. on everywhere else but kb sometimes yeah kb was like the last ditch effort yeah and again they it was a great line they really did almost everybody but i have to throw this out there to get your guys thoughts because i know nate from ring skirts brought this up when we did the last episode I thought that was a very interesting point. He was like, how come like wrestling figures, it's like if you look at like I say a torso, pretty much there's like five or six torsos, right? I mean, for the most part, maybe there's a few different ones, but they kind of just reuse the same ones over and over. And mm-hmm. especially Jax, Jax was really bad about that. And, and Mattel, honestly, with like the, the retros, a few different bodies and that was it. Everything kind of rotated through those bodies. Simpsons Playmates was not that way. Every single character was completely unique tooling. So Nate brought up, like, how come when they talk about wrestling figures, like, oh, it costs money. We can't do that. It's like, well, they're doing it with Simpsons Playmates. Like, every single thing is unique. Like, how is that possible? I think scaling might have come into it in the parts that were used because the the parts weren't. It, let's kind of compare it to what was out at the time. Uh, let's use Jax's for example. Jax kind of had bigger parts, and they were more. I know this is kind of funny to say about Jax, but they were more sturdier. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons Playmates weren't. They weren't the. I won't say the best quality. They were just you know kind of soft, and that was it. And so yeah. I kind of feel that 
I kind of feel that a lot of a lot of it was the scaling. Mm-hmm. Um, not not big figures, didn't take up much space. Um, no, basically, that's, no and, articulation. Exactly, exactly, no articulation, and that could go to the same thing for Funkos nowadays. Where Funkos, when they first came out, were just ten bucks. Every figure yeah. that wasn't was that didn't have an accessory with it, like a car or anything like that, but just your regular run of the mill Funko was ten bucks. Right. So I feel that, so I feel that the Simpsons figures kind of ran in that same uh, lane as Funko uh, nowadays. It's so funny to think like at the time you're like I can't collect these. Like, dude, we would jump on a five dollar figure nowadays, right? (laughs) Right. Well, well, that's what we were talking about last night on the podcast was the DC figures that were ten bucks. Yeah. I, I mean, all, even I was like, holy crap, a $10 figure? You know, <laughs> yeah. sign me up. But I, I don't need it, but holy crap, sign me up somewhere, please. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the whole thing is like now, especially nowadays, I feel like, and we kind of talked about this on Fully Posable last night. It's like, you know, like with Mattel and doing the Masterverse figures, I love those. But then they have like, hey, we're releasing King Skull, and mm-hmm. he has no extra accessories, but he's 30 bucks. It's like. Why? Like, what? What? What makes him ten dollars more? Like, if it was like right. twenty three, like okay, bigger box, I get it. But it's like, no, he's he's thirty, and it's like they they, they just Masterverse just did that new Beast Man that's got like the fur on it, uh-huh. and, and that's thirty, and I'm like, okay, I get that. Like, he's got real fur. Sure, it's a big figure. Yep. I get it. But King Grayskull looks. He's in the exact same like scale as He Man. No more accessories, but he's thirty. It's like. Why? I don't. It's when you start doing. It's because he cosplays as King Booker. (laughs) (laughs) It's two figures in one. Yeah. Well, well done, man. Well done. (laughs) I I can't not think of King Booker every time I see that figure. Like I look at it, and it's just like with the red cape and the boots. I'm like. The, the dreadlocks, like, it's, like, and the funny thing is I never pictured King Booker as a He-Man character until I've seen King Grayskull, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> the, you know, the it, the, the likeness is, is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. The, so, Breaker, if I can give you a little bit of advice, um, be patient on those He-Man figures because they will be marked down at some point. I, I have noticed that because I've like I went to Target tonight, like a, I don't know an hour or two ago, and like this, the basic figures are basically gone, right? The twenty dollars mm-hmm. line, but there's five King Gray Skulls, there's like four or five, maybe six Beast Man, several Trap Jaws. It's it's one of those things where I think you. I think what happens is you piss off your fan base, right? And and when that happens, I feel like people stop buying your stuff. And it's just, I don't know, like it wouldn't bother me so much if I felt like the value was there. But I just feel like it's 100%, well, we can sell this for more. And that's why. And it's that's just disappointing. So, because I was, to kind of give you an example, I was picking up the He-Man figures for Scott. I found some for Scott that uh, he needed. And next thing I know, Evil Lynn is $18 or $17 on, a- on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Scott, I'm going to get you Evil Lynn because 
you helped me out with a, uh, a fixing a computer that we had. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to pick you up Evil Lynn. Well, I pick him up Evil Lynn. Next thing I know, fast forward about eight months, Evil Lynn is $6 on uh, deep discount. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, <laughs> you know, but seeing those figures on discount, not deep discount, but just on discount, on Amazon, on deep discount, on Target, at toy shows, got me into the line. So, for example, I went to a toy show, and they had He-Man and Skeletor, the basic two. Guy wanted $14 for each. I said, I'll give you 25 and he goes, I need to get rid of them, so I'll take 25 So I got those figures for twelve fifty. So getting being able to pick up those figures for cheap, is what got me hooked on these He-Man figures. So I'm thinking that's going to happen with the new series as well. Well, hey, man, I, I always think back to the KB3 for 10, right? Yep, Red Pen. It, it's it's a smart strategy to to get people like in the line, too, especially with He-Man and Skeletor, because that's like that's almost like your starting point, right? You have to have those two. So, Correct. So, if, like, okay, yeah, 25. Again, you can barter with people. It's like, okay, yeah, done. 25 bucks, boom. You got two great figures, and they're amazing looking figures. Like the scale, oh, is they're awesome. fantastic! I think they're yes. they're super fun. It's just, again, I think that's the problem we fall into with collecting is you can't collect everything, and when things are so expensive and they're trying to price gouge you on everything, it it ultimately hurts your entire collecting you know thought because every you can't buy everything, and so for me, I almost just like if I get frustrated, I just kind of stop collecting a line, and uh-huh. and that just to me, that sucks. I think it's it's better to you know keep the fan base happy. So, well, what's funny is regarding Marvel Legends, I would say in the past, okay, I'm I, I'm not a Marvel Legends collector, right? But I kind of I kind of go off of my uh, my buddy that lives out here. His name is Norm, right? I, I can't even count how many times he said, "I'm out of Star Wars. I'm done." Yeah. And next thing I know, he's picking up Star Wars. He he just he he can't stop collecting. It's it's an addiction to him. Sure. Well, I can't. It, so Marvel Legends has raised their price. I think eight or nine dollars in the past two years on their figures, if I'm not mistaken. How much are they? Mm-hmm. Now? I think they're. Uh, Travis, back me up on this, but I think they're twenty six ninety nine or twenty seven ninety nine. Yeah, twenty twenty six ninety nine. You Yeesh. might sometimes at Walmart they've got them at like twenty three or twenty four ninety nine. Yeah, it's it's they're all up there now. Like, a lot. So going back to my buddy Norm, I have gotten so many text messages from him. Like, I can't do Marvel Legends. They're up to twenty four ninety nine. Now they're up to twenty six ninety nine. Yeah. He goes, I, I'm out. I can't do it. Next thing I know, he's snapping a picture and sending it to the group chat. And he's got, like, three or four Marvel Legends sitting there. I was like, hey, Norm, I thought you were out. He goes, I was. <laughs> So discouraged, you know, it's like all discouraged and everything. You know, I, I, like I was telling you guys last night, I still kind of blame NECA and Super 7 for that because I feel like when NECA can make 50, you know, 30 to 40 bucks on a ultimate figure mm-hmm. or 55 to 60 on a two pack of turtles, mm-hmm. I think it makes Hasbro think, hmm, our figures are just as good, if not better. We could charge mm-hmm. that, you know, and. That ultimately is not better for the collecting community, right. but like I like I was saying with the DC superpowers, I think what got me and Travis so excited about those is like if I wanted to buy one for mint on card for the wall and one for to open, it's still mm-hmm. cheaper than a regular figure. 
Yeah. It's just it's and, crazy. And they're good looking and they're good looking figures too. I mean they're not like cheap quality or anything. They're actually like really good looking figures that brings back the nostalgia feels of watching the cartoon back in the day or Absolutely. playing with the to- or playing with the original toys from the eighties. I agree. I agree, man. Well, we don't want to take too much time in the beginning here. We gotta, we gotta switch over to our first segment of what has us excited. Of course, uh, in the main event, we'll be diving into Simpsons series two, which should be a great time. But uh, we'll start uh, with you, Jeff, on what has you excited. So there's a lot of news these last several weeks. Obviously, San Diego Comic Con. There are a ton of independent third party toy toy um, collaborators out there, I guess. So I'm mm-hmm. just curious, man, what's got you excited these days? You know, uh, from San Diego Comic-Con, there was just so much that we were just raving about on the show. I think uh, Scott uh, called Mattel Daddy, I think, or something like that. <laughs> I, I think I think he called him that a couple times during the uh, reveals. But, uh, there, you know, there was just so much that came out from those reveals, such as Ultimate Editions, which I, I think personally are the best figures going today. I just love the Ultimate Editions, even being mint on card. Yeah. Just admiring the the work that goes into those figures, they're just damn near perfect. Um, there was a lot of Ultimate Editions that got us excited. The the Mega Powers, we were talking about that last night. Uh, the fact that the hands link together and you can do the Mega Powers handshake, that is fantastic. So, oh, yeah. what's got me excited is you know just still kind of on that high even two, three weeks after San Diego Comic-Con, just still being on that high from it. Um, other things that I'm, I'm trying to really scale down my collection. Yeah. And I'm really trying to keep it to wrestling figures. Um, you know, uh, Jason Wolf is doing some great customs as well. Mm-hmm. His stuff has just been home run after home run. I wish I could just buy everything. Right. You know, I, I, I want so much of his stuff because I think, it would look great in the details that I'm about to set up in the house. So, you know, put those with the original Hasbro's or it's going to look amazing. So I got it. I definitely want to give a a nod to Jason Wolf on his stuff. Um, Other stuff we just got done talking about is the masters of the universe. I'm, I want to get those figures at target, but again, the price point is just way too high. So I'm hoping to kind of do what I did with Series 1, like I just mentioned earlier, and just kind of hope they do go on a discount. You know, maybe they will be on sale around Christmas time, or um, I will see them on a website or eBay or something, and I can get them for, for cheap. So that's mainly a lot of the stuff that I'm excited about right now. Uh, haven't, I've gotten stuff, but it's a lot of double orders because I'm an idiot, and I forget, to, I forget what I ordered. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's like, basically, I pre-order it, and it's like a set-it-and-forget-it type thing. And next sure. thing I know, it's showing up at the door, and I've already purchased it in-store. Well, so. hopefully it's a hot item that you don't have a problem, you know, selling or, or returning or whatever, so. Uh, I've definitely returned quite a bit back to Target. Let's just keep it at that. <laughs> sure. Yeah, anyway, we don't, I, don't you laugh, Travis. <laughs> no, I, I just want to say, like, I remember my favorite Jeff Oops package is the Junkyard Dog Retros. <laughs> and seven Retros. Seven. And then like six months later, they're all like a hundred bucks a piece. Yep. Like they just shot through the roof and you just go, I, like, that's just like, 
that's how things work. It's like, how on earth did I get seven? And yep. then it's just like all of a sudden they just shoot through the roof and you you had already gone through like, well, I'm, you know, help this guy out, help this guy out, this guy. Like you did what anybody else would do with a $5, $10 figure. Well, let's just make the best of it. And then it's like, holy crap, like you you had a scratch-off ticket there and didn't realize it. But like that's how crazy and volatile the market has been the past couple of years. Yeah, it really yeah. has been. Yeah, the uh, the two figures that I think of the most regarding the first wave of retros from Mattel was the Junkyard Dog. I purchased six or seven of those, and Diesel. I purchased six or seven of those as well. And it was funny, too, because Diesel was... <laughs> Breaker, we were kind of chatting about this before we hit the record button. But I woke up early because, as I had mentioned, I always get up early for the gym. And I... Saw Diesel was on Amazon, and I was like, kind of in a half awake, half asleep state, still kind of getting my bearings in the morning and everything. And uh, I was like, oh, they've got Diesel. I'm gonna order five of them or six of them. <laughs> and I don't know what made me click the quantity of five or six button at four o'clock in the morning, four fifteen in the morning, but I did. And next thing I know. Diesels are just filtering over to the house. <laughs> I'm like, ah, this is kind of cool. And then next thing I know, Marty DeRosa needed one, so I helped him out. Um, one of my buddies down in Southern California needed one, so I helped him out. Uh, so, it, like Trevonis had mentioned, it 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 was one of those like I I adore Marty DeRosa, so it wasn't like, hey, by the way, this diesel figure on eBay is going for sixty, seventy bucks, so you owe me sixty or seventy. It was just like, yeah. Huh. It was just cost. Same thing with my buddy down in Southern California. So I'm always more than willing, to, uh, more than happy to help out a collector. Oh yeah, no doubt. And I think that's what's good about it. I know uh, I have a friend here locally who's usually good about keeping an eye out on stuff, and I'll keep an eye out on what he's looking for and so on. And you know, I remember um, I was really into collecting the NECA Ninja Turtles for a while, and. Mm-hmm. He told me, he's like, yeah, Bebop and Rocksteady's been hitting. I was like, oh, man, I need to go out. I don't have them yet. And he goes, oh, you still need those? I was like, yeah. He goes, well, I picked up two, so if, if you want one, you can have it. I'm like, oh, amazing. Like, that was – like, it's nice to, to have that knowing, like, okay, I can just pay him when I see him and, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Because it's just – it is tough, you know, when you're um, when you're trying to collect a line and you can't hit every store – and you're just yep. gonna, it is what it is. So we, we all get that. Um, one thing I was going to yep. ask you about, you, you mentioned the Ultimate Edition. Great figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mattel absolutely knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Do you think, I mean, like to me, I don't mind those being a $30 price point because I feel like Elites are great. But these mm-hmm. are Ultimate, right? They're a little bit better than that. More accessories, more articulation, kind of everything. Mm-hmm. So to me... What I like is that it's like two figures per wave. So it's not six, a little easier mm-hmm. on the wallet. So if you're like, I just want to collect ultimates, it's not too hard to do, right? Two figures a wave and and all of them look great. I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen an ultimate that I didn't like. They were all just amazing. But to me, Marvel Legends, what bothers me about them jumping price, like if they had done, you know, ultimate Marvel Legends – then I then I get it. Different box, more articulation, more accessories. Then you can jump the price, right? Like when you just jump the price of an existing figure, that's when it bothers me. I think. 
Um, yeah, and I understand inflation. I mean, we're all kind of suffering from it right now. I understand price hikes and what needs to happen, but I don't understand why Marvel Legends need needed to go from in like basically two to three years, go from nineteen ninety nine all the way up to twenty six ninety nine. Yeah. That's a seven, that's a seven dollar hike in a yeah. matter of you know two years. Right, and that to, that to me is. That's just asinine. Where elites have gone from nineteen ninety nine, I think they're up to twenty two ninety nine or twenty one ninety nine right now. Yeah. So they've only jumped three dollars. What what makes Marvel Legends think that they can just jump it to seven dollars? Oh, that's right. There's collectors out there like my buddy Norm that can't exactly. that can't stop. <laughs> but I think it will ultimately start to hurt the line. Like you want to stay competitive, but you don't want to. You don't want to go up too high, I think. Um, Correct. That's just not good. Travis, what about you, man? What's got you excited these days? Um, there is a new line of uh, one twelve figures, so they're they're six inch figures uh, from Boss Fight, and they're called uh, Sarazoic Warriors. So, uh, yeah. Gosh, I, 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 I'm butchering it um but they're they're hitting on big bad toy store and on boss fights website um they're dinosaurs that are warriors but they look oddly familiar like dinosaurs the 80s late 80s early 90s cartoon uh figures and like Boss Fight does an amazing job with their wrestling figures mm-hmm. and their other figures. Uh, Eric Aranya, great guy. Um, mm-hmm. But these are like I they were announced, but then now they're like some other pictures had uh, shown up, and like you know these aren't your typical wrestling figure Marvel Legends. Like you don't like. One guy, his name's R. Asus. Okay. <laughs> have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. But they like, they look cool. And like I said, they, they're, they're really close to dinosaurs. And I loved that cartoon as a kid. So, uh, seeing these pop back up and, uh, being able to be ordered, uh, uh, really, really struck me and got me excited because it's, you know, something outside of the uh, Star Wars, uh, Marvel Legends, wrestling, you know, everything that, that we see uh, an abundance of. You like you like something different. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I love, I mean, I still will, I love Spider-Man and I love wrestling, but it's like, I, 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 this will be my, my Jeff Tunism. We see so many, you, like you say, six inch figures. We see so much of the same thing in the toy aisle that this uh-huh. is something out of the box. Like, mm-hmm. a, an original idea. It's dinosaurs. It's, and I like to see it. And I want to support Boss Fight and Eric and maybe we get a second, second uh series out of these i i don't know but like it hits that nostalgia with me kind of like where superpowers is um it they are 30 dollars, but boss fight knocks it out of the park 
with yeah. their figures, so I know that I'm going to get a quality figure. Um, so I, I'm going to uh, wholeheartedly support this, and uh, I'm even going to try to get the exclusives. I know there's a Big Bad Toy Store exclusive. There might be a Boss Fight online store exclusive, like a repaint, because they do all kinds of repaint exclusives. But it's just, like you said, Jeff, something a little different and something that, uh, I don't know, it's just, not like I said, something that you see, oh, well, there's the next Marvel Legends, oh, there's the next McFarlane, there's the next Motu, like... It's something completely new and completely fresh. So you're speaking my. Uh, no, sorry, go ahead, Breaker. I'm sorry. No, um, all I was going to say is you're speaking my language, man. I, I love to see something different on the pegs. Like when I look at McFarlane, I'll use them as an example. I notice that they're in a bigger scale than, and then we, I think we've talked about this before, but they're in a bigger scale than uh, your typical six-inch figure. They're bigger, and I love it because. When you walk down the toilet, it's like six-inch wrestling figure, you know, Jazzwares, mm-hmm. you know, all that stuff. Marvel Legends, same thing. But when you get to, you know, DC, you're like, oh, these are these are bigger and these are awesome and these are great. And you start right. kind of eyeballing them, and it, it, it draws you in because it's out of the norm. It's something new. It's something fresh. So you're speaking my language, Travis. Well, yes. yes. What's funny is <laughs> I I was just at Target tonight, like I mentioned, and they had a new two pack out. It's Batman and Hush, who's kind of a a lesser-known villain. Like, he's popular in the comic circles, but hasn't really been in movies or anything. You know, it's it's 40 bucks, but it's like, man, that's a nice-looking two-pack. And, and that's I think that's kind of what you're saying. Anytime I see McFarlane stuff, I'm always like, man, those are good-looking figures. You know, like, I don't – I bought a few in the past. I don't really actively collect them, but it's just like, man, those do look – those do look nice, you know. And each figure has a stand. Each figure has yep. a trading card. So it's – it's a fun line for sure. Yeah, and you know, it's it it's something new. It's like the retros. And same thing with these new WWE superstars. I'll go back to wrestling. It's something new. It's something it's something different. And of course, now we have so many companies in the retro style, you know. It's uh I don't know how different it is, but at the same time, uh like with these superstars figures, there's something new. And I with me, the cartoonish look just I, I I gravitate to them right. because the cartoonish like exactly sometimes the realism is too real mm-hmm. and it takes you out of it and if that it, I don't know how many people understand that so Daniel Cross actually he's a good friend of mine he was actually on the show last week he doesn't really do Twitter or Instagram or anything but he follows all the toys really closely and he goes I got a confession about SDCC and I was like okay and he goes I don't really like the super authentic look of the faces. I was like, really? And he goes, it's almost creepy to me. He's like, I <laughs> want my Hulk Hogan toy to look like a toy. And I'm like, uh-huh. but that's actually a good point. Like the Hasbros, it looked like Hulk Hogan, but it looked like a toy. It didn't look like a miniature four inch Hulk Hogan, you know, like, so Yep. I think there's something to be said about that. And, you know, Travis with this line, like I had seen that before, but as you were talking, I looked him up and I was like, Dang, these are amazing. Like this, what I what I always say, like, and Jeff, I don't know if you do this, but anytime I go to the toy aisle, I always check every action figure aisle, you know, and, you know, there's like the Fortnite and all that stuff that I don't really follow, but I always look at everything because I'm always curious, like, what's the next thing that's going to, like, grab my attention? And it doesn't yep. happen that often where I see something I didn't expect, 
But these figures right here, Travis, these would would do that to me. And I think that's what Ninja Turtles did. And, you know, you're talking about new stuff. I was watching a uh, documentary on the Turtles the other night called Turtle Power and highly recommend it. It's a really good documentary. And the guy that kind of got in charge of the licensing was named Mark Friedman. And they had video footage of him talking to Peter Laird and Kevin Eastman who came up with it. And he was basically saying, like, this is a three-year run. He said, you're you're a year that's, like, getting started, a year that is, like, popular, and then you're in the bargain bin. And I never had thought about it that way, but with the exception of, like, your main, main popular toys, that's probably pretty accurate where a lot of these companies are, like, you know, about three years and you don't see them anymore. Mm-hmm. It's that's just a very good point. That is actually a very good point. Now, Turtles obviously <laughs> kind of didn't follow that category because they were popular for a long time and have been relaunched successfully many times. But, you know, you look at, like, how big He-Man was at one point, and then it kind of dwindles down. Then Turtles comes along, and it dwindles down. Then Power Rangers comes along, and, and it dwindles down. And I think it's kind of cyclical like that. But it's interesting to me because I'm always thinking, like, what's the next, like, big hit toy line going to be? And mm-hmm. And something like this is interesting because... I don't know the characters, but I also didn't know the He-Man characters, right? Like, I I remember seeing them. Like, I, I learned who they were, but I, I see something like this, and I'm like, man, I hope this hits hard and, like, people dive into it. Because I'm actually going to – I think I want to order those, too, because much much like you guys, I want to support Boss Fight. And speaking of Boss Fight, we haven't really talked much about this. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on – and I'll, Travis, I'll start with you – the potential – well, it's not potential. It's happening, the new – MLW toy line from Boss Fight. I think it's great. I'm all for. Um, I'm all for something that you can get of uh, an indie wrestler signed that isn't an eight by ten. And I like. I love supporting independent wrestling. We've got, um, you know, in in my area, Dayton, we've got Rockstar Pro and. Rev Pro that Sammy Callahan puts on like a quarterly show. And then, you know, up north we've got Justin Summers and he covers AIW up in Cleveland. And then mm-hmm. um, Bobby Fulton's got something over in Youngstown. So we've got like a good amount of independent wrestlers, but like I, I just am not a fan of, you know, Hey, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, I'll give you an 8 by 10 Well, what am I going to do with this 8 by 10 Like, stack it in a pile. Um, but for, for these guys to have something more and to expand, I think it's great. Um, I hope – I have as much hope for this as I did for the ROH line when Figures Toy Company had it because I thought that was a great idea to sure. get, you know, other guys out there that aren't – in the big two, two and a half, if you consider like NXT, like I don't know if they're two and a half or three at this point. Like it's, it's crazy, but like, uh, I'm excited to see it. Um, I hope that they can get, um, a little bit more exposure, maybe on a, a bigger network and to, to get more people into these figures. But I think it's a win win for, everybody mm-hmm. no i agree um jeff what are your thoughts uh very excited and there's there's so much positivity that comes from this um you're getting 
your very first Jacob Fatu figure. Yep. And and he is a, a big name out here on the West Coast. Oh, he yeah. is, and if you guys have never seen him live, if he is in your town doing a show, go because the things this guy does for his size is just amazing. But um, you're getting your very first uh, Jacob Fatu figure. You're going to get the Von Erichs. You're going to get um, oh, oh God, please tell me who's who's the heavyweight champion? Hammerstone. Hammerstone, thank you very much. You're going to get your very first Hammerstone. And what's great about this is that these guys getting figures is going to lead to them getting more money, Mm -hmm. whether it's us walking up and putting it on their merch table along with however much they're going to charge for the figure to sign. So they're getting money there. They're getting money, you know, every which way. So it's another way for people to get um, income, Mm -hmm. Uh, these these wrestlers to get income. So I'm I'm all excited about it, and the best thing about it is is Boss Fight does some fantastic work on their figures. If you guys haven't seen those Penta and Phoenix figures from their very very first offerings, go check those out. Those are some great figures. I mean the Penta with the rip mask. Oh yeah. I, I you can't say enough good things about it. So the great thing about this is that people are going to get more money from this, from signing their figures, because there's going to be a line for Jacob Fatu on the West Coast holding his boss fight MLW figure and putting it down on his table, and you're going to be able to get it signed, and you're going to be a happy camper, so it's a it's a win-win. It's There's so much good coming from this signing, and I'm all gung-ho for it. I am too. I, I don't really... I know they've kind of teased some images, but we don't exactly know what to expect, but I think it's really cool. Um, I know mm-hmm. MLW's got a lot of interesting characters there. Um, I don't think La Parca is there anymore. I think he goes by L.A. Park now. But, I mean, man, how cool would, like, a full, like, six-inch figure of him be? Like, it would be incredible. Um, exactly. I guess that's not out of the question because he could go in the Lucha line if they decide, if they get him signed. But, like, to me, like, there's so many fun possibilities. So I think it's it's really cool and – Right. I think the fact that I, I assume these will probably be in scale with the Legends of Lucha Libre. So mm-hmm. again, I think it's I think it's a great thing. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my eyes open for them. I'm I'm excited. But uh, to kind of change gears, we have to discuss what we're finding on the pe- on the pegs. Travis, I'll start with you, man. Found anything fun out there recently? Um, I I found uh, ten packs of. Big Crayola markers and Ooh. rounded tip <laughs> scissors and <laughs> Elmer's glue. St- oh wait, that sorry. It, that I sounds like back glue. to. I was about to say that sounds like back to school shopping over there. I did. I I, I went down the school supply aisles as well as the <laughs> action figure aisles. Um, now the we're going through some resets right now. Uh, I, I, we talk about that a lot, but. Uh, like my my target, and I sent a picture to you. Um, finally got in the robot uh, Rocksteady and Bebop, and I got real excited. And you're like, and those have been out a while. And I was like, oh crap! Like, but it was like <laughs> the first time I had I had seen those. So I don't know if NECA is like still very popular over here, or their shipping is uh, slowing down. But I saw those. Um, I saw 
a Batwing finally. Um, it was not in the McFarland section, so mm-hmm. I did pick that up. So I now have my um, Superpowers Series 1 almost done because uh, we forgot to talk. Uh, well, uh, spoil, I don't know if you guys talked about it last week because we were recording, but um, supposedly there's going to be, well, not supposedly, there are going to be large superpowers middle aisle displays with John Stewart. So um, I've been on the lookout for him. Um, But that's it. Um, New new elites hit. Uh, It's really, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mattel because uh, these two new stars, Karrion Cross and uh, Scarlett Bordeaux showed up on Raw a couple weeks ago and their new figures just hit the shelves, so uh, oh. shout out to the timing on that. They didn't do that any better. Absolutely, <laughs> perfect timing, man. That the head scan was a little off. Like he, like he didn't have a shaved head, so that was kind of weird. Uh, well, here we go. I mean, I don't know if you guys talked about this on Fully Posable. Has there ever been, to your guys's knowledge, a figure that's came out of a? Uh, released talent, but as the figure is out, they've been re-signed. Mm. The only, the only one I I think that probably could fall into that category, but I don't think he had a figure yet was uh, was Daniel Bryan because if you remember, he got fired um, basically the night after the Nexus angle, right? Right, and then. They were going to blow that off at SummerSlam with that big like seven on seven tag, and Daniel Bryan was like the last guy of their team, of Team WWE. So they brought him back like what eight nine weeks later. It wasn't much. Um, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. I don't that. remember if he had a figure in the works or not. I don't. I don't think that he did because I don't think they were making the NXT guys like. I don't think they were considered full time yet. So uh, I could no, that's. That's a great question, Travis. Um, I honestly I can't think of somebody that's been released and then re-signed that quickly. Because um, what Karrion Cross got released eight months ago, nine months ago, probably something. like I that. I think so, give or take. So I, I can't think of anybody outside of the names that have just been mentioned that have been released and come back so quick. And it seems like that's starting to happen now under the new regime. Mm-hmm. You know, Dexter Loomis came back and stuff like that. So, you know, there's an excellent chance the Dexter Loomis figure is in a hit and stuff like that. So, that's a great question, Travis. I I'd have to do a little uh, research on that. Yeah, that that's hard to know. I I do know. Like, I always found it funny with Hasbro. Like, you could tell. At least I could tell the guys that they like had big plans for. Like nails, what falls in that category because, like, his run was so short, but he had a Hasbro. So it's like. You know they kind of rushed that. Like, yeah, we wanted nails out. So, same with Ludwig Borg. Yes. Almost like they knew this guy was going to be a huge star, but he wasn't. So, because um, <laughs> I know like nowadays it's about a year for a figure to hit, right? I mean, ultimately, yeah. like if you think about it, CM Punk returns to AEW. His first pay-per-view was All Out 2021. We're gearing up for All Out 2022, and his figure starting, I think, is going to start hitting soon. Like I think it's in ringside, but it hasn't. I don't think it's hit 
retail yet. Right. But that's a calendar but, year, and that's that's quick, but that doesn't usually happen. The first one that I remember where it felt, and I don't want to say rushed, but it, it kind of was rushed, was uh, Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. When he showed up at NXT yes. Dallas, and his... And we always talked about this as as a cash grab, but he showed up at NXT Dallas in April of 2016. His defining moment was on the pegs in January yeah, that's of right. 20, 2017. Yep. So that was really really fast. Now, granted, we don't know when Mattel was down there to do the scans and sure. you know all that stuff. So you know what was the time frame on that, but. Between his debut and to his defining moment coming out the following year in January or February, that one is the one I always kind of point back to. I was like, ah, that was a bit rushed. That was that was a little questionable right there. But I do want to go back to that Nails Hasbro. How come he never came with a nightstick? He should have. They already had it. I mean, yep, he should have. I mean, that's and and they had two different ones too because. Uh, thank you to Ring Skirts, aka Nate. He pointed out there was two different nightsticks for Big Boss Man for the first one and the second one. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, interesting. I had, we had no idea either. Leave it to Nate to point something out like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he should have honestly. Like, and it could have been maybe because the arms they used it wouldn't hold it. I don't. I don't know. Again, I don't. I don't know the uh, the arms they used. I'm not sure. But I mean, I, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. You never know right, right. With, again, if they're trying to rush it to get it out, who, who's to say? I do know one set that Jax put out. I remember thinking it was ridiculously quick. It was when the NWO came in. They did that NWO set. You remember? It was like the three guys in gear and then the three guys in street clothes. Yep, sure do. I felt like those hit in like six months. And I and I could be wrong when they hit, but like it was almost like they rushed that like quickly. Because I even – I think they even like – pre-shipped a set of Hogan's for a signing in like April, did they not? Uh, Great question. I don't remember that time frame, but you know what? Thinking back to that, that you're absolutely right. That was, that was fairly quick too. That's a great point on that because I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the time frame in my head, but between the time that they debuted and the time that the set hit, I would say it was about six or seven months. I think you're right there. I think Scott Hall had already been released, but yeah, it was real quick. And then, of course, I think the time they actually hit, like Nash was injured, Hall was fired, and Hogan's like red and yellow. So it's like, oh, that, that didn't work. But, you know, we, we tried. And now here you tell is making Booker T with the NWO gear, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's crazy. Um as far as my end, not a whole lot to report. Um, still having a hard time running into superpowers. I'm seeing it kind of randomly at some Walmarts, not at others. I, I know a Walmart I hit today had two dark sides on the pegs, no vehicles, no other figures. Um, I feel like I've kind of been in reset mode lately where I haven't seen any new, like any new AEW, any new Mattel. And then, uh, and the only thing I found, and I, I will mention this, because this is literally the only thing I found. I was at Walmart yesterday, my the Walmart in my hometown, and I found uh, the new set of G.I. Joe. I saw the new Storm Shadow, Spirit, and Cobra Officer. And That's was, right. And honestly, 
the only Joes I'm seeing is that stupid Steak Eyes movie. Like, <laughs> everywhere. But that's all I've been seeing. So, that Storm Shadow is probably, like, going to go down as one of my all-time favorite figures of the year because it's incredible. I think it's probably their best G.I. Joe they've done. It's and he's my favorite character. I've said that before, but he's just it's just amazing looking. So I had to pick it up. I may have hid the other two GI Joes <laughs> for a later date, so we'll see what happens. But, but yeah, I was definitely excited to get that in the collection. That's really about all I've seen, man. It's kind of been a dry, a dry few weeks here. I'm hoping for that big reset, but I feel like we're saying that more than we're actually seeing like new stuff out. You know. So is there any, and this kind of goes to both of you guys, this question does, is there any toy line that you guys had to jump out due to cost? Not because of looks or you felt it was overwhelming, but you just like, I can't do it anymore. Um, for me, I had to give up G.I. Joe's just recently. And it, even though I just backed the His Tank, which I, now I'm contradicting myself, but at the same time, I'm, I had, I, I know, right? But um, I had to eliminate the uh, classifieds. I was like, I, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. Right. Is there any toy lines that you guys have had to do that due to cost? Not because of looks of the figures or anything like that, but due to cost. Well, I'll, I'll start here. I feel like it's always cost. It's It's never like... Ugh, I hate this line. Now, for me, it's usually always cost, and it's real estate in my house, usually. Um, that or a new line comes along that I like better, you know? So I'm like, mm -hmm. ooh, I really want to collect those. I feel like uh, AEW is kind of falling in that category where I'm like, mm. now that it's like six, eight waves deep, I'm like, eh, it's not that exciting anymore. But then they announce, like, you know, at the pay-per-view, a whole bunch of new characters like Dan Housen and... Jeff Hardy mm -hmm. and Butcher and the Blade, and I'm like, okay, that kind of gets me excited again. So, um, will I buy every one of them? I don't know. It's hard to say. I want to be a completionist. I, I know um, the one line that I can say I'm officially done with is uh, NECA Ninja Turtles. And uh -huh. I'll tell you what did it for me. I uh, I kind of stopped. I'd kind of gotten out of them. Like, I'm just done with these. They're great. They look cool, but they're just expensive. They're very expensive. Do they look awesome? Yes, but it's hard for me to justify buying a $40 Krang figure when I can buy, you know, you know, freaking two GI Joes or two Masterverse for that more or less. So yeah. it's just a lot of money. And so I kind of got out of it. Then a bunch of new sets hit and I kind of got like, ah, I'm already deep into this. So I picked up a set and it was, I think it was dirt bag and ground Chuck and they're two big figures. I'm at target. I ring it in. Sixty-five ninety-nine is what a ring in. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and so I'm like, well, that can't be right. And so, I, and like the lady kind of sees me looking like she's like, "Is everything okay?" And I'm like, "I don't think this rang in right." Oh, did it not? And I'm like, "I don't, I don't think it did." And so she's like, "Well, I can do a price check." And I was like, "Yeah, thank you." I messaged my buddy, who's really into NECA, and he goes, "Oh no, that's right." I was like. Did they go up? Oh goes, that one's more expensive because they're bigger figures. It's like it's like two ultimates. You know, the ultimates are thirty. So, and I'm like, mm -hmm. but it's a two pack. Like fifty one ninety nine is what they used to be, and that's still a lot. Right, I've jumped up to like fifty five ninety nine. But I think after that, I was just like, you no, know, I'm done with this. I went ahead and bought it because I was already there, and I felt weird like 
you know, taking it back or whatever. So I was like, all right, whatever. But I think that's I think that's that's the first line I can say. Like I legit, it honestly got me completely out of NECA totally. Like I'm like I was gonna collect the gargoyles. I picked mm-hmm. up Goliath. He looks awesome, but I'm just like I don't like this show enough to justify a thirty seven dollar figure. Is it right. like, does it look great? Absolutely. Are the wings on it like super incredible? Without a doubt. But I'm like I can't I can't do it because it's just. It's too much. When I factor in, like that, that costs sixty five ninety nine. I could buy three AEW figures for that. So mm-hmm. maybe not now with the new price hike, but still, it's like, gosh, that's a lot of money. And so, I I would say that for me has been the biggest thing I've gotten kind of gotten out of. Um, but that's really about it, though. Uh, what about you, Travis? Um, I, I'm gonna sound like a broken record. Uh, I uh, mine was NECA Movie Turtles. Um, and I picked, you know, I, we talked on here why I picked Movie Turtles is because they didn't come out near the frequency as the Cartoon Turtles. Right. Um, but uh, it was cool with Casey Jones and then they Casey and April and then April by herself and now they're releasing the Turtles too. But I just was like... I'm done. Like, like you were saying, these two packs. Like, I was used to forty dollars, you know, forty five dollars a two pack. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I, I can't. And then um, the other one, like you, Jeff, uh, is GI Joe as well. I uh, mm-hmm. love GI Joe. I was, you know, my one of my big toy things is I had a USS flag, so I loved. Loved GI Joe. I have friends that like still love GI Joe. Friends with uh, GI Joe comic artists. Like I like I am indulged in Joe, but I just I couldn't. Like I I got the first series and the second series, and then a little bit of Cobra Island. But then after that. Like, Cobra Island and how hard it was to get that was, like, the first souring moment. But then they just kept pumping them out. And then, uh, you know, which I'm glad I'm out because now they've even said by within the next calendar year, they're going to have over a 100 classified figures come out. Mm, And it's like, good, yeah. Good Lord, like, okay, at $26, that's 2600 Now, I don't know if she meant 100 total for the line or 100 new figures from now until the next calendar year, so... That's got to be 100 for the line, because they're at, like, 40-something now, I think. Yeah. That includes all the yeah. exclusive, because they have the number on the box, but 100 new ones... That's like, still, that's 60 figures in a year, though, man. That's five a month. Well, it's going to be six. It's going to be sixty figures in a year, but it's going to be fifty-five repaints. Yeah, right. Sure. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah. No, legit. I mean, like I know they they did that exclusive like Doctor Mindbender. You know, he'll hit the line. They've done a, yeah. a second Zartan, so all that counts. So there will definitely be repaints it, in there. But I, I bet yeah. they started uh, Tiger Force Duke. The Duke Tiger Force is out, and yeah. I think Bazooka's got his Tiger Force out. So, like, they're already hitting that next 
special forces. So, um, but it, it was, you know, price was a big thing because, you know, it, it was price. It was some of them were getting stupid hard to find and then didn't need another repaint. I didn't need another repaint. So it was kind of all in one. And I, you know, I, I shifted that money towards other, other lines, um, you know, right. like 3D printing, things like that. So it was like the money was still budgeted, but it just, you know, it went from, it's like an Excel spreadsheet. It went from column A and you just moved over to column E because that's where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where that needed to move over to. The, the one that's hard for me right now is the Megatron and Optimus from the Super 7 figures. And the fact that they're fifty-five bucks a piece, they, and, and don't get me wrong, I I understand why they're fifty-five dollars. They're beautiful. They're you know, Super Seven is you know, they just pump it out some good stuff. But man, spending one hundred and ten dollars right now on two figures, I it's it's hard to do. And I never, I didn't jump into the Transformers figures from Super Seven, mm-hmm. so. It's kind of a caveat to the question that I asked originally, but my want for these figures is like through the roof. But at the same time, I can't justify spending one hundred and ten dollars on two figures because uh-huh. because I need to put that money towards the. I'm in love with the Ultimates. I want the Ultimates. I I want to see AEW Supreme figures. I want those. Right. So I I would rather put my money towards those and pass on the Transformers figures. Which absolutely kills me, but at the same time, I I have to put it towards other stuff because one hundred and ten dollars for two figures, as great as that's going to look in the detail, uh, still one hundred and ten dollars or half a tank of gas in California. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> half, a, half a tank? What are you talking about? That's like a car. <laughs> um, that gets you thirty miles. Right, and I want to bring up something that really struck me, Jeff, on one of your. Gosh, I think it was last week, last week's episode, um, when you and Scott were talking about, and you said, look, we are finally at a time where you, it is impossible to be a completist. Yeah. Like, and that really struck me, because I, you know, I've, I'm a comic fan. When I pick up a new comic set, where, you know, what would I want to do? I'd want to go back to issue one to read up to where I was at because I liked it, or I would want to, you know, get all the figures. I think that was part of our generation, but you, you, you can't do that in today's no. collecting. Like, even if I was a millionaire, I still would be spending a lot of money to complete everything, and it just—it's. Right. I, I think the toy companies know that, and I think that they're, you know, I, I'm not trying to sound mean, but I think that they're they're banking on that, which is why uh, Mattel cranked out 3,632,000 WWE figures this year at San Diego. <laughs> but, like, it's, like, just can't. Like, especially if you like, you know, oh, well, I still like to play video games. Well, do I buy, you know, I'd like to buy a video game once every couple months or, like, 
the the money can only go so far and you just it like you were just saying jeff like man i really want these but what, what am I going to have to cut out to get this? And is that worth cutting out? Like, Right. And yeah. for a lot of us, there's, there's a figure budget. You have a set of, or you know how much you can spend on toys because we have other life things. We've got gas, we've got groceries, we've got bills. You know, there's so much else. So you're allotting yourself a certain amount to figures. Mm-hmm. So, to be a completist nowadays for a lot of us is damn near impossible. And I think that's our old school mentality is that we were completists. We got all of LJN Series 1. We got all of LJN Series 2. Uh, Breaker, we talked about him last night. We collected all the thumb wrestlers. Right. Um, we collected all the bendies. And that was our mentality back in the day is we got all of each series. Well, as we're getting older... And we're, we're still collecting. We're starting to realize, okay, we're not going to get all of, a lot of us, I should say, are not going to get all of Elite Series 94. Mm-hmm. All of, we're not going to get every single Ultimate. Some of us do, because as Breaker talked about, it's kind of easier to spend $64, $65, whatever it may be, on two Ultimates that is cheaper to do that than just go out and buy elite figures that you don't want, but you're just saying you're doing it to collect the whole series. Right. So it's, it's, it's nowadays it's easier to just pick and choose what you want. Plus on top of that, just for wrestling, we have what, 10, 11, 12 companies going at the, at this point. Too many. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I yeah. in, in the sense of trying to stretch a dollar, it's too many. I, exactly. So, yeah. I, I'm sorry, uh, but no, just to kind of, uh, just to kind of collect everything, because you want to do you, you do want to allot some money for Jason Wolf's customs. You do want to allot right. some money for Ultimates. You know, you do want to allot money for San Diego Comic Con, Zeus and Hogan and stuff like that. But it, it's you've got to really think about where you're going to put your money because right. I want the Megatron and Optimus, but at $110. I could put that towards a couple of ultimates and a supreme figure or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, it to me, it's all about not being completist nowadays and just picking and choosing because I think picking and choosing is the normal nowadays mm-hmm. than back in the eighties than just going out and collecting every single series, everybody in all of each series. Well, you know, my thought on that is is pretty much exactly what you said. I think they know it's picking and choosing, and so I think uh-huh. that's why I think like so. Masterverse comes to mind because that line is great. And when I uh-huh. first kind of previewed that, I was like, I don't need a six seven inch He Man. I like the origins. Then I started right. seeing them, and I'm like, Dude, these are incredible. I have to get these. <laughs> and so I yep. kind of put origins on ice just because I'm like, I don't need both, you know. But so anyway. Um, but again, like like I said, when that when the first one that came out was that faker, and it's incredible because it's like you know actually looks like a robot. It's not blue, and uh-huh. it's an incredible figure. But I remember talking to Travis because I picked him one up as well when I found him because I thought, oh man, this is gonna be a hot figure. And I mean, how many fakers did we see in the wild? Like a thousand, you know? Oh yeah, <laughs> they were everywhere. <laughs> but at the time, don't know that. And I remember Travis is like, well, it has extra heads, and I'm like, yeah, but so does the elite Jeff Hardy, and it's still twenty bucks. He's like, well, that's true. 
So mm-hmm. why is it 30 other than it's just a big box? What I think happens is Mattel kind of knows like only the diehards will buy this. The casual collectors will skip this because it's more expensive. But right. they'll still get your money in the long run because they'll discount it to 20 and you're like, oh, it's a good deal. It's yeah. not. That's what it should have cost to begin with, but you assume it's a good deal. I, I'll tell you, uh, here's an example of figures going too far and me just completely getting out before I got in. I was at Walmart. This was probably a year or two ago. And mm-hmm. I, I'm completely done with Funko. Done collecting Funko. I don't want any more. Completely cold turkey on that. I saw these Marvel zombie Funko Pops, and they had four of them. It was like Wolverine, Deadpool, I think, the Hulk, and someone else. Mm-hmm. And I just happened to see them. And it's one of those things that stops you in your tracks, and I was like, wow, those are really fun. And it's just, it's a subline of Marvel, so it's its own thing. For, you know, They were like nine bucks at Walmart, so I get the whole set for what, like 36? Mm-hmm. Pretty good deal. I'm like, oh, that's not bad. I wonder if there's any more Marvel zombies. So I do a little research. Yeah, there's one you can get in the Amazon exclusive box. That's running about 70 bucks now. There was a New York <laughs> Comic Con exclusive. That's going to be about 50 to 60 bucks. And uh-huh. there's a whole second wave, and that has exclusives and chases. And I, I was like, well, done on that. Like, I was literally out before I got in, you know? And I think, again, like, it bothers me knowing, like, I got all the Marvel zombies except that one Magneto that I couldn't get. Like it, it bothers you because you're like, oh damn it! Like I, I want. I think we all kind of want to be completionists, but it, again, it's not the '80s. Like you were saying, it's not the same way where it's like here's LJN series one. Like imagine in that era if they had been doing like, oh okay, if you want like Hogan and red knee pads, but there's an exclusive like the Bendy where he's in the blue knee pads. Yep, but it's exactly. only available at Toys R Us. Well, if you go to Kmart, you can get Andre with the yellow trunks, like WrestleMania two. Like, I mean, they could have done that, but that yep. wasn't really a thing back then because they weren't geared towards collectors; they were geared towards children. So, yep. And then another thing I'll bring up: my buddy Daniel Cross brought this up too, and I was like, "That's a very good point." He said, "If you look at all the main toy lines, like He Man, Wrestling, Power Rangers, GI Joe, Star Wars, probably as well." They all have a kid baseline that's more around the $10 mark. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sure. And he's like, you know, Marvel has them, Star Wars, G.I. Joe. They all have it, like the $10 figure. He's like, but if you look at them, it's less articulation, but it's still like a pretty solid figure for the most part. I'm like, sure. And he goes, you can't tell me it costs $20 to go from that to, to the like the elite style. And I'm like, hmm, that's a good point. And he goes, because it's $10 or now 25 ish roughly. It's like that's a good point. That's- Fifteen bucks difference. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think it's. I think they know collectors will pay more. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, you're probably onto something. So again, we're all we're all toy collectors. We'll all complain. That's kind of what we do. But <laughs> it, it is kind of the bad part about collecting, right? Is like that constant having to shuffle your money around and figure out what you can and cannot collect. Right, and it always feels like you're trying to chase something down. Well, and, and I'll mention this. By the time this drops, we might already see pictures, but starting lineups is coming in again. Yep. So, yep. so Jeff, I know you're a starting lineups fan. Does that mean, okay, if, if you decide to collect these, does that mean something has to fall off for you to do that? Ooh, good question. And then how do you how do you decide? Like, you know what I mean? It's a whole, it's a whole thing. Well, so there's – we kind of talked about this when we did our starting lineup episode, but what the interesting thing with this is going to be is – one is price point. Yes. Two is, are these going to be in box? 
because we know that Hasbro is going to all boxed figures. So if that's a yes, then for me, I'm going to just pick and choose for who I want. For example, I have a good feeling. I don't know, but it, it's safe to say that um, one of my favorite basketball players right now, his name is Steph Curry. I think Steph Curry is going to be in Series 1. I will pick up Steph Curry. So it will be okay to just pick up a $22, $24 figure, whatever the price point's going to be. Sure. Even um, if he's I, in that horrible passing position like Larry Bird uh, and Magic Johnson. That would be that would be blasphemous if they do that. <laughs> but um, I'll just pick up Steph Curry and call it a day. But if they, you know, if they come out with Steph and Clay Thompson, then I'm going to be like, "Oh, you son of a bitch! You got me on Series One." You know? <laughs> but, um, but I have a feeling that Steph is going to be the only one that comes out in Series One that I'll really want. So twenty. An extra $24, that's not going to break the bank. I should be okay on that. I'm not going to collect all of Series 1. I'm not going to pick up a LeBron James. I'm not going to pick up a, um, a, a Kevin Durant or whatnot. I'm going to just stick to the guys that I like. And that's also going to be the way with baseball and football, too, when those come out. I'm going to just stick to the ones that I want. It's not going to be like back in the 80s where it was like, I think you said, Travis, there was 121 figures or something like that in the first series. Yeah, give or take. Yeah, we're not. I'm not going to go out and purchase thirty of those hundred and twenty-one like I did in the eighties. You know, <laughs> or I should say, mom and dad did back in the eighties or whatever. If, if we see that Jeff is trying to list a kidney for sale on Craigslist, we'll know what's. Happening. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm, I'm. Well, I might do that, just depending on that whole W four thing we were talking about with PayPal and Venmo. Oh, <laughs> uh, you never know, man. It, it'll be wild. Five ninety nine ninety nine. We'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure I don't hit that six hundred dollar mark, you know. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's take a break from this, and let's uh, if you guys are ready for it, let's dive into our main event. Let's do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back here. It is main event time on episode sixty four. We are diving into the Simpsons series two figures from Playmates Toys. These, of course, came out in the year two thousand. Um, you know, Jeff, we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. I know you were a big fan of these. I know Travis, you're a big fan of these. Um, but these came out in two thousand. Here's another interesting thing that we need to put out there. Like at this point, WWE or at the time WWF, Steve. That's for Steve from PPW. He'll like that. Uh, <laughs> WCW and ECW were all producing figures. It was yes. kind of hard to get into a, a, a secondary toy line at this point, right? Um, yes and no for me. Um, I was living at my parents' house. This was about a year before I moved out, and I was doing stuff to earn money. You know, I was pulling tricks, man. You know, I had to do what I had to. <laughs> no, but I was. Uh, I, was helping out my parents and my parents were uh, not only giving me a place to live, but they were also paying me. So, uh, you know, no rent, no, uh, no care in the world or anything. So it was fairly easy to collect what I was collecting at this time. And like you had said, it, well, not toy biz because I was out on those, but uh, collecting jacks and collecting ECW and collecting these, it was fairly easy for me. I gotcha. Travis, what about you? Um, any thoughts on these? Like, cause I know like these, 
kind of caught me off guard. I didn't know they were happening. I just remember being at Walmart and seeing them and I'm like, ooh, I like these. <laughs> I'm a big Simpsons fan. But again, these didn't have a lot of articulation. This is like the first toy line where I felt like this is a display piece. Oh, mm-hmm. it yes. wasn't an actual action figure. I uh, was very similar to Jeff in 2000. I had just graduated high school, so I was still at home, um, had a full-time job, and had way too much disposable income as a 19, 20, 21-year-old because that's, you know, other than your cell phone bill, and, you know, I, I, I paid for high-speed internet. So it's like payday, going to Toys R Us, going to KB, what can I... What can I get? And, you know, the figures were five bucks a pop. So it wasn't, you know, we, we just did the first half of the episode, talked about $20, $26 episode, or yeah. episodes, figures. Like it, you know, I did pick and choose with this, you know, like we were talking about with some of the different play sets. And, um, you know, while I liked The Simpsons, I didn't need everybody. So, right. Uh, these were like, I remember buying these and the, uh, Mezco Popeye figures, uh, a lot and just picking them up like one-offs here and there. Cause it's like, Oh, I don't need, you know, uh, the, you know, Marge's sisters or, right. you know, but Hey, I, I, I I'm going to pick up Moe's Tavern. Well, I need Barney for Bo's Tavern and Carl. Like, um, so this was my my first. I didn't complete it, but I definitely did pick and choose. And being a comic book guy or comic book collector, had the comic book guy, had mm-hmm. you know the the main Simpsons. So um, this was a little bit easier for me to to pick and choose because I also felt like while it was cool to get some of the B level, C level, even D level characters, man, they were in one episode. And if I didn't like that episode, I didn't need to get a figure of them. I remember very specifically, they made a blue haired lawyer figure and it said <laughs> the blue haired lawyer. And I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Do you even have a name? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, okay, uh, we're going to talk about the play sets a little bit. I mentioned this off the air. Like, I remember them making a Krusty Burger with the pimply faced teen. And that's what he's called, <laughs> pimply faced teen. And it's like, <laughs> it's fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, man, that is unnecessary. But, um, <laughs> but overall, these figures are really fun. Just looking at them again kind of gets me all nostalgic for him. But, um, and, and I want to throw this out there too. This is kind of off topic a little bit, but. Super 7 is doing Simpsons figures now, and I don't think they've actually hit yet. I think they're still in production, but I think there's like two or three waves kind of in in production. Uh, They look amazing, but they look similar to these, but they have articulation, which is an interesting thing. So, Jeff, what are your thoughts on those, man? On the Super 7 figures? Yeah. They're they're absolutely beautiful. And, you know, that's one of those things that, if I had disposable income, I'd be all over, sure, you know, but, sure. uh, at the, just at this time in, in life, you know, as we were talking about with GI Joes and everything, I had to cut GI Joes out. Right. Um, I just can't do it. 
Yeah. And if I'm not getting Optimus and Megatron from the Transformers line, there's no way I can jump into the Simpsons line. Right. <laughs> That's that can't, But I'm not taking anything away from Super 7 because the work that Super 7 does on their figures is it's impeccable. I mean, the, oh, yeah. from, from uh, the band Ghost, I, Scott has the Ghost um, Ultimate. Uh, Papa, I think that's his name, the singer, or whatever. Anyways, I have his, I'm, uh, Scott has it, he brings it downstairs, and just looking at it, the work that they did on the robe, on the face, on every, it's just absolutely beautiful. Oh, um, they do great work for sure. There's no oh, they do, oh, they do amazing work. And it, again, that goes back to the Simpsons figures, I would love to dive into them, but at the same time, it's just, I, I can't. I, there's just no income, there's just no money to throw at them right now. No, I get it. Travis, what are you, have you seen these? What are your thoughts on the Simpsons figures uh, coming out from Super 7? Uh, I, I think they're amazing. Super 7, when they make their ultimate figures, uh, they, they, they cover it. They, they, you know, they do everything that they can. Um, but, you know, kind of like what, uh, we talked about at the first half of like cutting uh, figures out. Like I really liked the new Japan ultimates and then the Ninja Turtle ultimates. And then it's like, Oh, well I can get the cartoon ultimates. Like they've made ultimates of so much that I just, I can't even like, even if there was a Bart with a Bart man head and a skateboard, like, like, like the old Jack's, uh, Stone Cold that had everything. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I could even talk myself into getting one of those. It's because that's when this, that's how the slippery slope starts. It's like, yeah, well, I just got Bart, but you right, can't just get, get Bart, right? That's the problem, right? Like, so the, the crusty that they showed looks incredible, and I'm like, oh, I want that. But again, same thing. It's hard to just be a one and done collector i think nowadays so but i need poochie <laughs> right you go. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have it yeah it's it's a slippery slope but let's dive into uh simpsons world of springfield series two of course these came out from playmates in 2000 we start off uh, with barney gumble classic character um of course if you have most tavern he goes very well there in his signature shirt with his belly showing, looks like he's also got a beard. Uh, it's something else, which classic Barney. Um, mm-hmm. We have Sunday Best Bart. Now, there's two versions here where I guess the book actually says hymns, and then one where they took that off. So I assume there was a controversy there. He also includes a slingshot in a comic book. Uh, this was kind of an interesting thing where they. Uh, they knew where their bread and butter was, right? They've already done regular Bart, so now let's do a variant for Series 2. Right. Then we, of course, get um, Police Chief Wiggum with his nightstick, and uh, great character, just super funny. I've always liked Chief Wiggum, so he's a nice addition to the line. We get Pin Pal Homer, which is great, because you, so you get Homer in the bowling shirt with the bowling ball and the bowling bag. Uh, this is, again, same thing if you missed... Series 1 Homer, this is kind of a way to get Homer back into the line. And then we've got uh, Ned Flanders, who's one of my all-time favorite characters. I've always loved Ned Flanders. Um, He, uh, of course, again, has his Bible where it says, hymns or no hymns. So I assume controversy there where uh, 
we probably had a running change on these. And then rounding out Series 2 and the regular figures, we have uh, Waylon Smithers, who goes uh, very well with your Series 1 Mr. Burns, if you have that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we had two play sets in Series 2. Um, two really good ones, actually. I think if you were going to get play sets, you would have to get both of these. Springfield Elementary with Principal Skinner and the Quickie Mart with Apu. Two classic characters that you need in your in your uh, in your collection. So, kind of running through that list. What are your guys? What are your guys' thoughts here? Like, I know I kind of jumped in around series three on these. So I remember having. I remember I actually bought Nelson Muntz, Sunday Best Homer, and then I think I got uh, who was it? Hans Molman, who came in like series four or five <laughs> later. But um, those are the first few I got. But these were like again, like when I got Sunday Best Homer, it was awesome. But it was kind of like when you got Travis. You'll, you'll remember this when you don't get like the first team in, you get like Battle Armor He Man or Thunder Punch He Man. It's like no, nah, I want the I want the original. Like it's not quite the same. So uh, overall, what are your guys' thoughts on series two, Jeff? I'll start with you. Um, you know, looking back at these, I kind of regret picking up some of them like uh bart bart as sunday best and homer because i knew if i got homer pen pal you have to get all then then i have to have all of them which i i don't mind having the uh ballorama playset that's fine but i i didn't need all of them so you know 43 year old jeff looking back at uh yeah uh the 20 19 20 year old jeff is kind of like oh why did i do that but out, uh, I, I, the other ones, meaning Barney, Chief, uh, Chief Wiggum, Ned Flanders, Smithers, I needed those to, oh, for yeah. my collection. And I think that was my mindset back then is I was like, oh, these are only $5.99. Right. These are dirt, these are dirt cheap. I just can, I can pick up Pen Pal Homer. I can pick up Bart, even right. though I already have them in different clothes from series one, but that's only six bucks. What's six bucks? I'll just pick them up. Right. Well, 43-year-old Jeff is like, you don't need them, dude. Just pick up the ones you want and just <laughs> bounce out. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, kind of the thing with these is there's – but I guess in a, in a good way it would have been nice to be able to just buy four figures instead of six if you had passed yeah. the Sunday Best uh, Bart and then the uh, Pin Pals Homer. But I I honestly kind of like that now. Like I know a lot of people were upset when AEW, to kind of go back to wrestling figures, like in Series 3 when they put the Young Bucks back in. Like, mm-hmm. oh, seriously, we have already have repaints of the Young Bucks? And it's like, you know what? That doesn't hurt my feelings that there's only four new figures in this wave as opposed to six. A little easier on the wallet. Yep, exactly. Travis, what and a lot of people. Oh, I'm sorry. A lot, of pe- a, a lot of people don't think of it that way. They want new, fresh names. Well, right. you've got to get your Young Buck figures out there. You know, you got to make sure that you have your money makers in the line. So, sure. like, like you... If somebody missed out on Series 1 Young Bucks, here's an opportunity to get Series 3 Young Bucks. So, well, anyway. Honestly, and those figures improved. So, yes. Like, same with, like, Kenny Omega. His first figure was a little rough. Like, you know, the uh-huh. really pale skin tone and stuff. But they've gotten better. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's better to have more offerings and stuff. So, I, I, I get it. And trust me, you know, my nephew is eight. He loves figures. And when he's like, I want an AJ Styles, and I go to the store, and I know, I know how many AJ Styles they made, and I can't find one. It's like, how like how is this happening <laughs> it does happen so it's good that they make more than just one of each character so so they, I, do, they, I do get that process 
they they made so many AJ Styles in I felt like it was between 2017 and 2019 mm-hmm. that I think that they really had to slow down and kind of take their foot off the gas on that one because there's just so many between those three two three years yeah absolutely. let us yearn for it a little bit let it, let, it, let it be a big deal when it comes back out i think exactly uh travis what do you think on uh simpsons uh series two here i i think it's great uh like i said you, you you're fleshing it out uh a little bit you've got ned flanders uh so you've got the neighbor you've got uh you've got uh Bowling Homer, and that goes right with the playset. So it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, well, now I need to buy a playset. Right. And uh, the, the, but then you've also got the, you know, Sunday's best Bart. So then you're going to get a Sunday's best Homer. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's that. I mean, it, it, it's a great series too because what's it doing? Pushing you to the playsets. Yep. Pushing yep. you to buy a Series 3 to keep you on the hook because, well, I've already got a Sunday's Best Bart. Uh, oh, there's a Sunday's Best Homer? Well, he goes with Sunday's Best Bart. And it's, mm-hmm. there, there's, I mean, if this was a fishing podcast, they're setting the lure right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, they did an amazing job. And, you know, you still got... I'd say all of these are A characters, wouldn't you, Jeff? Like, oh yeah, I none of so. these are like B level. I wouldn't say. No, none of the, uh, they're all A level. They're all main level characters. Barney's been right. a staple. Uh, Barney's been a staple since the beginning. Same with Police Chief Wiggum. You know, all the way down the line to Smithers. I mean, these were all A level characters. They haven't done the up until this point. They haven't done any of those deep dives that we were talking about. Yeah, that that will so, definitely be happening for sure. But yeah, no, I ex- agree, and and I think I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, no, no, I was just going to agree with you. It's just they there's no B level or deep dives just yet, and they do tackle that later on. But right now, they're just making sure they're getting all their uh, their main casting characters out right away. One thing I want to point out on these, and this is something I just thought of. Literally, I didn't even think about this when we first did it. But, man, I feel like these would do so much better in 2022 as opposed to 2000 simply because mm-hmm. imagine the figure photography with these play sets. Yes. And that's not, oh, wow. that's not something I thought of because I know – and we didn't really mention this, but the, the figures and the play sets, the big reason – the big sell on those was they all had a chip in their foot. And so, mm-hmm. like, if you had Homer, you could put him in the living room and he would talk. Mm-hmm. And now – and they based it off, if I remember correctly, they based it off the playset and the character and how they related. So, like, you could have, you know, like Apu and the uh, the Quickie Mart. Homer would probably talk there. Apu would obviously work. I, honestly, most characters would probably work there because everybody goes to the Quickie Mart. But I, I, if I remember right, if you had this like the the Simpsons living room and you put Krusty the Clown in, it would like ring the doorbell because he's not supposed to be there. Right. Technically, I think, or something like that. So it was always kind of interesting how they did that. But to me, like the figure photography, the things you could do, like that would make this line like so much better. Like having like, you know, Homer in the power plant or, you know, even in like the DMV with Marge's sisters, which, you know, he doesn't like. Like it would be funny to do like little captions and stuff. So I think this line 
is a little ahead of its time in that regard. That's a great call. Uh, by the way, can I just happen to throw out my favorite Ned Flanders quote? Yes, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> Do you remember the episode where Maude died? His wife sure. passed away? Yes. They were at the racetrack, and she was going to go get him a hot dog. And, he's, and Ned says, no footlongs. They make, and she goes, I know they make you jealous. <laughs> <laughs> just one of my, I just had to throw that out there because I was looking at the figure, and it just reminded me of that. By the way, did anybody else get excited? Now, this is 2000. One Jeff talking, or 2000. So back in the day, they would do Simpsons marathons on some random channel out here. And it was channel 12, like KBHK or something like that. Oh, wow. But they used to do Simpsons marathons. Now, marathons are normal today. Like, you just flip on Netflix and you can just watch, you can binge watch a, a, a series. But back in the day, we didn't have that. We had, you know, if they were going to do a marathon, it was going to be an all-day event, at least for us out here. They would do it once. They would do it once a year, and I would always sit through this marathon all day because it would be about twelve hours, eight to twelve hours of nothing but Simpsons episodes. And I would, I would make a day of it. Order pizza, you know. Uh, you know, be the pimply face kid from Krusty Burger, you know? And I, you know, what's funny is I look back at that and I was like, you know, that, that was a special day each and every year. It was only once a year that they would do it, but I made a day of it. So anyways, I just had to throw that out there because talking about these figures threw me back to that. Then also being in the room where I would be watching these series and having the play sets and everything to my right, being able to just look over at them and stuff like that. So there, there's a lot of nostalgia with these figures that tie into so much. Oh, no, I, I agree. I think that's really cool. I actually, you talking about that brought up a Simpsons memory for me. I remember um, FYE was a big store out here, and uh, before that it was called Camelot Music. And, yes. Yeah, and yep. they, of course, I remember going in there, and it blew my mind because I didn't realize because it was called Camelot music that they had videotapes. And I remember that was the very first place I ever saw that sold like attitude era WWF tapes. Right. Uh-huh. And they had a ton. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I've <laughs> hit the jackpot. This is the coolest thing ever. So seeing that was super cool. But I remember back in the day, this is like right around the time DVDs first started, but they weren't, like, not everything was on DVD. Like, a few things were, but it was just like kind of random because it's like, probably 2000, probably the same era as this. Mm-hmm. They had Simpsons VHS three-packs there. Oh. And yeah, and, like, each tape had, like, three episodes, I think, or something. And But they were uh-huh. all kind of, like, in a uh, – in a, like, almost in, like, a series. And so I got I got one that was, like, The Simpsons in Hollywood, and it was all – episodes kind of based upon movies or television. It was like, of course, when Homer does the X-Files, it was the Who Shot Mr. Burns two-parter. And it Uh it It was, uh, I remember it was like when Marge is in a a streetcar named Desire. Uh, There's a few others, but uh, I think the monorail episode was on there, which is, I love that one. Classic. Yeah. And so like getting that was like, and they had all these sets of them, but that's the only one I ever had. I remember thinking like after a while, 
they all went away and I never got any more. Of course, they started doing the DVDs, but it's like, man, there was something special about those VHS sets. Like, it was so cool because they had, like, Treehouse of Horror sets and stuff. And I'm like, man, that's amazing. And I know now that's all on Disney Plus and it's not a big deal. But there was something yep. much more fun about that era of VHS and, like, the special artwork and stuff. Like, when I see Jason Wolf post his thrifting pictures, like, <laughs> yes, I get it. That's fun. You know? <laughs> that's just- it's just cool. So um, I, think yeah. that, I think stuff like that is, is really fun with, with Simpsons and, and everything else. And I will throw out my all-time favorite Homer Simpsons quote. Are you ready? Please do. Okay. So I, I will set up the episode. It's when – I don't remember the exact details, but Homer goes to work for Hank Scorpio. And <laughs> he sees a hat at like a store window. Do you remember this? Uh-huh. And he sees the hat and he was like – and he's talking about how cool the hat is. And I think Lisa's like, well, why don't you buy it? And he's like, only people with good salaries like me can afford nice hats like that. And he goes, wait a minute. I'm a guy like me. <laughs> and so the next scene, you see him wearing the hat, looking all cocky. I was just like, unbelievable. I love it. Wait a minute. I'm a guy like me. <laughs> Gotta love oh, man. Classic. Absolutely. I love it. But yeah, man, this line is great. It's. I, I think again we're in the principal characters. You know, we're not hitting the super deep cuts yet. We're still hitting those. You know, the ones that that you know you need Ned Flanders, you need Barney, you need Chief Wiggum. You, you know, you need those characters in the in the line. So, of course, I know as it goes, you kind of get into the deep cuts. But I think by that point, they start to realize like either you're in or you're out. And so, do you need the blue haired lawyer? Eh, probably not. But it's there if you want it. Yeah. Um, one thing that we do during the nostalgia segment, I, I was going to surprise you guys with this. Oh, boy. Uh, oh. <laughs> surprise. Uh, one thing that we do is we always look over eBay prices of whatever we're talking about in the nostalgia segment. So oh, yeah. talk, talking about this, I thought I would go over some eBay prices. So Homer, Sunday Best, last sold eBay listing was August 8th for nineteen ninety five. So they've bad. actually gone... They've actually gone back up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Barney last sold also August eighth for fourteen ninety five. That's not terrible. That's not that's hateful. No. I think it's, <laughs> it's cool. Like if you want to recollect these, I mean, my God, that's cheaper than current figures. That's not terrible. Uh, I know. Uh, Ned Flanders last sold August fourth for twenty four ninety nine. Now this is where we kind of come. Yeah. Now we come back down to earth. Uh, Chief Wiggum last sold August third for four dollars and twenty five cents on three bids. Poor Chief Wiggum. Uh, See, I'd have, yeah, I'd have thrown a five spot for Chief Wiggum. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I will. I will say he did have eleven dollars and sixty cents shipping on him. So there's that part too. Hey, that's that's just ridiculous. All right, come on. Yeah, right. And uh, for Ned Flanders, last sold was uh, July thirtieth for nine ninety nine. So I wanted to kind of throw that – no, I kind of wanted to throw that in there as well, kind of looking back at some – you know, if somebody does want to go back and kind of look at these and maybe they do want to pick up a Barney or a Smithers or something like that, you know, you kind of get a gauge of what's going on on eBay right now. No, I think that's a good idea, and I think with with retro collecting sometimes we just assume, oh, those are going to be way out of price. That's not always the case. I mean – I mean, I'll just throw this out there. If you want to collect these, or right now they're cheaper than Super Seven. So, 
I like how you I like how you turn that. You twist it. Yeah, I do what I can. Um, well, it has, yeah. oh, go ahead. It's, I'm sorry. It's not out of. I mean, this is another thing. You could almost probably get a line for a hundred dollars or less. Like that doesn't happen very often with five six figures. Like, True. yeah, that's. I know that. I mean, a hundred dollars is still a hundred dollars, but like. You know, I think what three of them were right around twenty, forty, and like you could—I don't know—like hundred dollars a month, you could get twelve, you know, twelve series in twelve months, and and you know, just kind of play the long game with it. Yeah, or just be patient. Like obviously, cheap Wiggum's four dollars and twenty-five cents. Now, granted, there was eleven dollars and sixty cents shipping, but you can just pick off cheap Wiggum and then be patient on Barney or be patient on. Uh, Ned or whatever you need to do. So here's an interesting thing, and I don't want to dive too deep on the tax thing, but I wonder if they tax the shipping and if that would make eBayers lower their price on the toy or the item and increase the shipping. Um, that's a you know, great question. I don't know because that is a good question. Does well, eBay like set- if, if so? You said it's eleven sixty something. And the figure yeah. sold for four twenty five, so you're looking at what fifteen, sixteen dollars, probably somewhere in there. Um, yeah. But if you you sell it for that, you're technically you sold it for four dollars. You didn't sell it for sixteen. So just a thought. I don't know because I know a lot of people do sometimes like like you know you might see it where it's like twenty five dollars free shipping or you know, $10 plus $20 shipping. And it's like, okay, like that's not a deal, but it's just, it's just kind of how people list them. So I don't know how that works. That was just kind of a thought I had. Buy it now for 99 cents, but the shipping is $35. That makes you wonder. I mean, people are going to do what they do. So who's, who's to say what happens, but uh, if you're listening to this podcast or any of the other podcasts that talk about, uh, any type of collectibles and everyone just automatically, just gets really surly and angry about late February, early March. You all mm-hmm. know our W4s mm-hmm. got dinged hard. It's oh, yeah. a subliminal message. How's yep. that? Fine. Uh, anything? <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Are you selling yeah, on eBay? What is eBay? Right. Deleted the app. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because a lot of people aren't. A lot of people aren't thinking about that. It's in the back of their mind, but when that W four hits their mailbox, oh boy! Oh yeah, so it's, it's gonna it, yeah. it could change, but we'll see. We still don't really know. But mm-hmm. to go back to the fun stuff, we'll uh, <laughs> what we like to do at the end is uh, we each are gonna pick some toy lines to go into a Twitter poll to dis- determine the next episode. So Jeff, being our special guest. You will have two picks. Me and Travis will each have a pick. So, uh, Jeff, you'll go first, and you'll actually also be the last pick. So it can really be anything that we haven't covered, and uh, we'll just kind of let you start, man. So what do you uh, what do you think is should be choice number one? Okay. So I'm going to throw a little twist out there. Now, actually, with my second pick, I do have to clarify something, but we'll get into that later. Um, I'm going to throw a little bit of a twist on this one. For the first pick... I would love to hear you guys talk about cars or vehicles of the 80s. And what I mean by that is Magnum P.I.'s Ferrari, if there was a toy of of that. Um, You could do Batman's Batmobile. Mm -hmm. You could do Knight Rider, A-Team. 
Back to the Future. Yeah, absolutely. So, so can we talk would, about the General Lee, or is that too? Uh, <laughs> you can talk about it. I probably wouldn't go into specific details of it, but I like Daisy Duke. <laughs> Who doesn't? I know four year old Jeff loves her, but anyways, um, <laughs> but I want to say the uh, cars of the eighties, and I'm also going to throw in the Fall Guy truck. Ooh, nice. Ooh, so like that. okay. that's, a, that's a fun choice. Thank um, you. So that will be choice number one. Travis, what is your pick? I am going with um, – it was a mid-'90s um, action figure set. Uh, a lot of uh, – not really repaints, but you got um, a lot of different types of figures and villains. Um and I think it's a very underappreciated line, um, just because it was over. Uh, not its competition, but uh, uh, there was it, it just was kind of lost in the shuffle of those '90s superhero uh, toy lines. Mm-hmm. But um, I am going to pick Kenner Superman, Man of Steel, mm. uh, Series One. Is that the kind of like? Uh... Almost like the animated series line, and I know it's not that, but because I think I had it, some of these, and they like they had like was, Metallo and yes, Brainiac yeah, and, and Superboy, yeah, and like there was a like the first two pack was Superman and Doomsday, and yeah, there was yeah, like that. Conduit, um, and the like the the packaging was a big Superman shield. Yes, that's the top. yes. I, I had a few like, of these. I love those figures. They were great. Yeah, they were. Like I said, they were. It was kind of overshadowed by Batman the Animated Series and all of the Toy Biz stuff that was going on at Marvel. But uh, like, it was really cool to get a Superman, and they did like the electric blue and the electric red Superman. Yeah, yeah. I think that might have been the first Doomsday figure, but it, it was still just like yeah, you know, a, a fun. You know, when you saw it, you're like, "Ooh!" I, I remember that. I remember definitely having like the black costume Superman with the longer hair. Yep, I definitely yep, had that, that one. I remember getting that for a Christmas gift one year. I thought it was incredible. So no, that's Superman, that, Man of Steel. That's a great pick. So so far we have toy cars of the '80s, which is very interesting. Superman, Man of Steel series one. I'm gonna throw a total curveball at everybody. Nickelodeon Gak. Was that the slime? Yes. And it kind of was in that star-shaped package. And it yes. kind of sounded like flatulence and stuff. But <laughs> I, I remember seeing commercials for this, and it was like, I have to have some gack. And my cousin had some, and I was so jealous. My mom's like, all right, we'll go get you some. And I, I got my package, and it stunk. It was, yep. It was – I mean, but – Nickelodeon was all about slime in that era, so everyone had to have it. And it's also one of those toys that's kind of cheap, so it works. It came in different colors. You yeah. can get a different – I mean, I, I remember Gak. Definitely. Yep, I, sh- I sure do. So, Jeff, you uh, are the guest of honor, so you get one final pick. What's it going to be? Okay, so you guys have done – 63, 64 episodes? This is 64, yeah. 64. 
Okay, so I'm trying to do it the Rolodex in my head. And I think you have talked about this, but double check me or fact check me on this. Have you guys done mask? We have not. No. I'm th- I'm throwing out mask. See, that's that's one I know here's if that wins you have to come back on though, right? You have <laughs> I mean, to come back on again. You, you know what? <laughs> you know what, honestly? Uh bring Scott on for that one. Oh really? You think Scott, he'd be good on that one? Scott would be terrific on that one. Um he has all of them, or all of our, all of our toys that mom and dad bought us. He has all of those in his garage, and he does break those out from time to time. So honestly, I think Scott would be perfect for that episode. Well, I know, I you know, talking to him last night, he was like, "Yeah, just he wants something in his wheelhouse," which I totally get. So I think that would be awesome. So <laughs> this is this might be the the most random poll we've had. Uh, toy, toy cars of the 1980s, Superman, Man of Steel, Series 1, Nickelodeon, Gak, and Mask. I- I'll be honest. I feel like Mask has got this one, right? Uh, I think so. I mean, I guess it depends well, on how people vote, but that's that's going to be really fun. Well, do you want to hear the rest of my list if you guys had done Mask? Oh, yes, please. So I had the Game Boy. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good I, one. I, now, I went specific on this one. I went Nintendo RC Pro-Am. Oh, yeah. Or Excitebike. I would have accepted either one. <laughs> Both great. <laughs> um, and there was one other that I was looking at. Uh, I forget the other one. But anyways, I, I had a list going over here uh, of um, uh, toys that, of the 80s that I was interested in you guys going over. That would th- Those are all really fun ideas, so... Yeah, definitely. RC Pro Am was super hard as a kid. Yes, I loved. I loved it. I spent so many hours on that game, man. Definitely fun and stuff, man. And shooting that's, the rockets, loved it. Yep. What's so interesting about doing a, a show like this is there's so like we barely scratched the surface, like so much stuff we haven't even covered, and it's like, man, this is this is just so much fun. So I'm I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to figuring out what our next poll is going to be. So make sure you're checking out at TV Toycast on Twitter to vote for our next potential um, episode. And, of course, we want to throw out to Jeff. We appreciate you being on the show, man, and uh, let everybody know about Fully Posable and where they can find it. Sure. Show is a vintage wrestling and current day as well. We got news. Uh, wrestling figure podcast. So it's it's done by myself and my real life brother, not story line brother Scott. Um, what you can do is you just do a Google search for fully posable wrestling figure podcast, and it will come up with all of our shows, all of our t shirts, all of that. I it, it, that's just the easiest way to promote us now is just do a Google search. I agree. So you can find it. Like, <laughs> that's the thing is like I don't like to be like, hey, you can find us on all major podcasts. When I say that, because like they already did, they found us. They're listening. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great way of putting it. So it's, yeah, just do it. Just do a Google search for us. It honestly bothers me when people are like, hey, do you have a link? And I'm like, yeah, search it, you doofus. Like, it's not that hard. Like, I found want, it. You can find it. It's not that hard to do. You but. you really want to be nice to the person, but you're like, okay, come on, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, and that and that's the thing is I know with, with podcasts, it's, you know, everybody knows who we're friends with and stuff. So it's easy mm-hmm. to find. Just do a little searching. But, yeah, like I said, we appreciate you uh, jumping on. I'm sure – We'll see you again for Simpsons Season 3 and or Series 3 and hopefully some other stuff down the road, man. We appreciate it. Oh, 100%. I want to thank you guys for having me on, man. Talking about these Simpsons figures just brings back so much 
fun nostalgia. And like I was telling you about those Simpsons marathons, watching the Simpsons for eight to 12 hours a day and then having the Simpsons playmate figures to my right. It's just, it brings back a lot of happy memories. So I thank you guys for kind of drumming up those memories. Definitely, man. We, like I said, we appreciate it. It's, it's so much fun talking about this stuff and, uh, hopefully everybody here listening, I'm sure is listening to fully posable. If you're not, it's, it's a really fun podcast. Um, thank, thank you guys. You. Yeah. Thank you guys for checking out the TV toy cast and we will see you in the toy aisle. Take it easy.